0: Hello there, this is Duncan Fisher speaking to you from Outreach Studios. I know the best of the best when it comes to mech warriors on Solaris. And do you know who they talk about when it comes to digging your ass out of the fire when the shit hits the fan? Armed, The Australasian Royal Mechanized Division. These guys have been slugging it out since Gallipoli, 1915. Only now they do it with a mech and a heavy gauss rifle. So if you need to call in reinforcements to get the job done, or simply hire someone for some good old-fashioned payback, call on the professional team at Arm. They'll set the odds in your favor. For contracts and recruiting, turn your terminals to www.armed.net.au. That's spelt A-R-M-D net A-U. And remember, if you need to get even, get armed
1: mex devs and beer is recorded in front of a live studio audience and is an adult podcast containing adult language consider yourself warned you're listening to the Gamecasting broadcast network live from outreach studios you're listening to the mex devs and beer podcast a no guts no galaxy special featuring your hosts phil and darren
2: Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy Mechs, Devs, and Beer Podcast number one. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It's October 18th, 2012, and my shout-out is going to go to Pumpkin Ale because it's delicious, it's awesome, and it's like Halloween, so of course it's even better. What about you, Darren?
1: And you've got one in front of you, correct? hmm It's right here. Is this to my your right. first it's... or your second for No, today? it's my
2: first. It's all, like, you know, it's all sweating and stuff because it's all hot in my room and just took it out of the fridge and it looks all sexy and stuff. Mm, yeah, She's she's sort of amber color and glistening right now.
1: Ooh, baby. Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out today, uh, Well, I don't have a mech in here, I don't have a dev, so my shout-out is going to go to the beer that's in front of me, Harvest Moon Pumpkin Ale. This is my first. I hope to have two or three within this half-hour period, so we'll see how it goes. Awesome. And,
2: of course, I'd like to thank our live studio audience tonight and everyone who's logging in and uh, paying attention. You know, out there listening. We appreciate your support. Thank you for coming out here. Obviously, this is a new podcast, and uh, like we said, we promised you devs. Specifically today, we have a very, very awesome guest. I think we mention him all the time. He gets credit all the time, and we said we'd have him on eventually, and we've finally done that. And uh, without further ado, um, I'd like to introduce Flying Debris. Phil's boyfriend. I'm sorry. Flying Debris, a.k.a. Alex Inglacius. Welcome, Alex.
1: Welcome, sir. Hi. Glad to be here. And so, uh, Alex, just before yep. we get uh, to the less important information, do you yourself have a drink?
3: I was drinking Amp because I need caffeine really bad all the time.
1: I understand. You yeah, don't want he, to get all sleepy.
2: I think he's nope. at work, too. So, you know, do they drinking at work in Canada. Is that how that works? Oh, that's what I heard. Uh, we do have the occasional beers over here. Oh, huh. well. I think maybe Kyle or Garth and those guys have the beer. Is that, is that what's going on? You don't get any until you
3: get done? Uh, no, they don't withhold it or anything. I just, uh, I'm more of an energy drink guy, I guess. And then after the energy drinks, hard liquor or both at the same time. I don't know.
1: So by the, end, by the end of the show, you'll be all amped up. Uh, Phil and I will be half passed out. That'll be good.
3: Yeah, balance is out. I was gonna say so
1: favorite
2: drink are you a vodka and red bull kind of guy yeah i guess you could say that yeah okay man okay. that's fair enough uh, so anyways how are you doing man uh
3: how's life basically you know
2: how's your schedule going or do they got you working non-stop
3: uh not more of like i make myself work non-stop because of habits and stuff like that i guess are
2: yeah. you addicted to mech porn is that what that is no, not mech porn, no.
3: <laughs> I just like drawn mechs. That's,
1: That's mech porn. That is mech porn. That right, is the fine. definition.
2: That So you're in denial right now. You are addicted to mech porn. I, I, I guess so. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. You are a creator and a director of mech porn, and you feed us. So <laughs> It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. So, um, obviously, can you mention anything you're working on specifically right now?
3: Uh, just... More mechs, I guess. Can't really you, go into you specifics. You heard it from us
2: first, guys. Flying debris is making mechs. There, hands down. He said it. It's happening. Yeah,
1: which which settles the uh, you know the argument that we we're having, whether you're working on mechs or uh, My Little Pony. So, good. That's <laughs> good to hear. Awesome, man. So,
2: first off, let's uh, break it down here. A lot of people may not know you personally, and, and that's what we hope to achieve here. Um, can you give
3: us some background, like how old you are and where you're from as far as where you were born? Sure. Um, well, I'm 28. I was born in Louisiana, but grew up in Miami, and yeah, I kind of just caught the mech bug back in uh, middle school, and just, it never quite went away.
1: Now, you grew up in Miami, do you currently live in uh, Vancouver, or?
3: Yeah, I currently live in uh, Vancouver, I'm working in studio uh, up here right now.
1: Lucky you.
2: See, everything awesome was in 84. <laughs> <laughs> no I was born in there. 84. You were born in 84. There, there's a combination there. Connection. Um, so can you tell us how you got into Battletech or, or MechWarrior? Was there, you said, middle school? What really got you into the, the whole genre?
3: Hard to say. Uh, there were a few things that happened at, around the same time. I think I, I, think I watched the uh, old Saturday morning cartoon show at some point there was the Sega game that had come out and there was um, good grief my, <laughs> my uh, uncle had bought a video card that included Equator 2 Mercenaries as like one of the free included games and uh, I would play it on his computer when he was off in high school or whatever and yeah I kind of got into it around like I guess when I was between 8 and 12 something like that
2: it's actually Damn. the same time I got into it. Uh, did, you,
3: did you own any of the uh, it was the
2: actual toys that were from the uh, cartoon? You know, like I remember they had the Hatchet Man and the, they had the Bushwa- uh, bushwhacker and stuff like that. Did you own those?
3: I had, a, uh, I had a Thor, the one that looks nothing like the Thor, and <laughs> I made the mistake of, well, battle damage, I guess, the kind that little kids do to their toys with fireworks. And so, well, more specifically, a lot of lighter fluid in bottle rockets, and (laughs) uh, I I basically made a Lego LRM carrier and coated this uh, Thor in lighter fluid and launched all the bottle rockets from the Lego LRM carrier at it until it caught fire. Uh, I still have it, though, back in my home in Miami, I've got, like, this big melted thing on two legs, so...
1: Yeah. sounds like uh, medium laser damage, melting molten metal. Yup. He, he's the second person in as many days that has, you know, in some way or another, gotten into BattleTech through that cartoon. I just honestly don't get that. That, if anything, I, I didn't see the cartoon back in the day, and I was a huge BattleTech fan. That would have uh, turned me away. But uh, hey, do kids
3: have them. no standards, man.
1: <laughs> That's right.
2: It's all about the imagination. And it, you needed a lot to watch it. I actually got into the books first, luckily. So I actually read my first book. Then I saw the cartoons and, you know, played the, the with the toys and stuff like that. So I guess I had a different way into the whole universe.
1: When uh, <laughs> Alex, when did you start drawing? Like, not Battletech, but just drawing. Like, you realized you had a skill, you had a talent.
3: Uh, I, I started drawing about as far back as I remember. Like, I think... I started drawing when I was four. I mean, I would just sit on the ground with, like, just stacks of paper around. and Well,
1: I did that too, but I had that a That was very... like cave drawings, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? That was like charcoal, handprints, <laughs> blood. Hey, my mom said it was good artwork. It was, for cavemen. <laughs> so my question, then, the follow-up, if you started uh, at a young age drawing, when did you start drawing Battletech stuff? Was it, like, as soon as you saw that, you're thinking, hey, I want to draw robots, or uh, how did that come about?
3: Uh, it was something like, um, my, my uncle's Mechware 2 Mercenaries game, I think he had gotten the strategy guide for it, and the strategy guide was essentially, like, a, uh, abbreviated version of the, uh, 3025, uh, TRO, and so oh, it had all, classic. Of, it had all of Luce's, uh, drawings in there, and I think that was, like, a heavy inspiration for me, because I kept, like, trying to draw those mechs, and... I think I was also trying to draw, like, stuff from the old Warcraft II, uh manuals and strategy guides and stuff, and I kind of, guess, caught the art bug then, because I kept trying to, like, make the art look like the stuff in the manuals and always coming horrendously short. And so I just kept trying to get better and better and better and stuff.
1: Do you remember the first mech that you drew? Not maybe not necessarily the first mech you drew, but the first one you thought, ah, that's a good job. I, I did I did a piece of art here.
3: Oh man, I I honestly cannot remember, but I think I at some point I drew some atlas knockoff with giant fists or something and nuclear trifolds drawn all over it. Probably <laughs> looked like ass, but <laughs> I was gonna say I can still remember the
2: Macquarie Two Mercenaries, uh, you know, cover art on the box. Like I kept those boxes oh, for yeah. years. You know, the the Ma mauler on the front, and you know the red and black theme and stuff. And I remember I didn't own the uh, the 3D version uh, or the 3D FX version. I just had the regular um, regular Mercenaries. But uh, I remember just spending hours and hours looking at the. You know, game and art. Like you'd go in and you'd switch it to wireframe mode, and, and then you take screenshots and you would try to. Uh, I'm right there with you, but obviously, I did not draw
1: worth crap. So, <laughs> oh. But your mom thought you did.
2: Yeah, she she put it up on the fridge, so it was it was co- it was cool, <laughs> fun. So, can I ask you just like why? I mean, I'm assuming you got into the novels, possibly. But in general, why is BattleTech or Mechware like special to you? Like why do you think it, it's you you've basically continued to do artwork specifically just for BattleTech Mechware? What what caught your interest? What made it,
3: you know, part of your life? That is really hard to answer because I don't exactly know. It was uh, just sort of something I fell into, I guess. Uh, I think it's for me BattleTech was always sort of had that uh I don't know, it had like that real world like, you know, all the Mary Sue characters aside, it, the politics behind it and like the logistics behind it, while the mechs might not have looked very realistic depending on the mech the, uh, at least the real world reasons why people were fighting always seemed to be a, a whole lot more believable and self-consistent than, say, other sci-fi settings and I guess I was always sort of attracted to that on some level. And uh, there's just something about, you know, big robots crashing through buildings, firing off, you know, huge weapons that weigh as much as dump trucks at each other.
1: I think we can relate with that. I mean, that's uh, definitely a big draw for the the big stompy robots and uh, lasers and autocannons. That's all good shit.
2: And especially when you're what a teenager as, as I was when I sort of started getting into this is you know everything's larger than life at the time uh, you know everything you're reading you're reading about these you know mech warriors that there's you know honor courage and you know you've got to have
1: uh, corrupt religion
2: yeah I mean and all these things some of them I would even say earlier on when I got into it a lot of it went over my head like you know a lot of the, the political movements and the, the religious and stuff like that that were going on I may not have fully understood, but now, especially as an adult, you know, I've had the the life experience and you appreciate a little bit more. And I would would even say my view of uh, the books and the art and everything about Battletech has matured as well. And so I think I can appreciate a little bit more as well.
3: Oh, yeah. I I totally understand that. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that, I mean, (laughs) hell, back when I was a snot nosed little teenager, like, I was wondering why they didn't they didn't just put clan stuff on everything, you know? <laughs> I was one of those teenagers that played a uh, Warrior, and now nowadays I'm like, "Oh yeah, give me all that inner sphere tech. I don't want to touch that clan stuff."
2: I was like, I always wondered about that when I was playing Mech3 and Mech4. It was like, I remember there, there was a Kellhound's unit and they're, you know, all about just playing roleplay and IS and stuff. But then they were all old, like older guys. So maybe there's like a well, is there a connection there, Darren? You're old, and you just feel mm, like... I'm not going to answer
1: that for you. <laughs> no? okay. I have a, a follow-up question. Um, we don't have to delve too deeply into it, but obviously you're a fan of the Battletech MechWarrior universe. Is there any other sci-fi or fantasy um, you know, worlds or, or genres that you're into your, as well?
3: Uh, I do read a lot of uh, Warhammer 40K books. I don't play the tabletop or anything like that, but for whatever reason... I just, they're corny and they're over the top, but I can't help but like them. I don't know why, but I, I like 40K. I, I don't know what to say.
2: Cool. That's a pretty big universe. I've, I've never really got into that. I haven't played a few games. Love Dawn of War, by the way. Good series of uh, games right there. So you mentioned you were sort of partial to the clans. I guess, can I ask you really quick uh, in a one liner, you choose Intersphere or clans? Oh, definitely Intersphere. Okay, okay okay hell yeah all right just just scene, you know
3: uh, i mean when you were... that, that wasn't always the case i mean back when i was younger i'm like oh yeah love the clans all that stuff but the older i got like the more i started appreciating the uh inner sphere a bit more
1: all yeah. right you can come back
2: no
3: i was gonna say that's
2: exactly what i, I mean i used to just be all about the clans i love the whole you know they were just kick ass and take names and then i don't know i don't know what's changed maybe a uh, I sort of see the, the plot behind the clans and in the inner sphere, so maybe I relate a little bit more. So I don't know. for
1: me, see, it's never been that I've been. Uh, I, I mean, I've always appreciated the clans and I loved them in the, the stories, and and of course the mechs. But I've always been inner sphere, and I think also it has a lot to do with I like being the underdog. I like being able to come out, um, you know, from basically having a disadvantage and winning in the end. So that's always kind of been my draw.
3: Yeah. The. Uh actually one of the things that um, that I really do love about like say inner sphere tech versus uh, like the clan stuff it's just the idea that you're using you know this 300-year-old machine that is you know firing weapons that are probably been put put back together like 60 or 70 times and probably held together with duct tape and everything and you're like killing something that is the Uh, military equivalent of like a Ferrari, you know, with the military equivalent of a Toyota Hilux, you know, I think that's uh, pretty cool. (laughs) So can I ask you um,
1: if you
2: pick? yes, I know. Right. Uh, The uh, no, I'm going to ask you and you're going to answer and you're going to like it. Um, (laughs) God,
1: you're a mean drunk.
2: I know. Right. Uh, Favorite house or do you have a Merc unit? Uh, are you a, are you a mercenary at heart, or are you a Dabion?
3: And don't tell me you're a drac. Are you a drac? No, no, definitely mercenary. I, I'm a fan of all the uh, those like tiny little mercenary outfits. They're like a half put together lance or whatever, or you know stuff like that. Or more specifically, I do like the uh, the Hanson's Rough Riders too. But that was mainly just because of uh, Mechwar two mercenaries and that uh, Dead Eye Unther. Uh,
2: guy in the catapult.
1: <laughs> nice. All the cool kids are uh, into the Mercs.
2: Well, I mean, we're rolling with Aces, Mercs, and oh so yeah. That's what we're doing. You want to be a part of the Aces, FD? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> there you have it. He's joining. You heard it. It's, it's live. It's That's out to the world. Um, now, for artwork, can you... I would say, do you have any specific mech that you were sort of, like, appalled at as the artwork? Or, obviously, the TRO artwork... Pretty bad most of the time. Nice. <laughs> the I, like, I pe- love that
1: question. So, can you tell us uh, it, or an artist that you basically think is shit, and uh, you know what the worst no, artwork? No, I ever know, think. <laughs> I say
2: a particular Mac design that you were just like, oh my god, that ne- Yeah, you there were some pretty goofy some ones. Some attention.
3: Yeah, there's there's been a couple of those. There's not there's not any one answer. There's there's a whole family of uh, of those. I mean, w- one glaring example for me, at least, is the. Uh, the Black Watch. I think I may have mentioned it in the uh, Highlander thread when someone was asking for it, but it's a mech that's got a kilt, that little kilt baggie and a tie and lapels. I mean... eh. (laughs) And then there's the Hoplite, the original version that looks like a UFO with two broken stilts underneath, and the Viper that looks like it's got a raven's legs on a 75-ton body.
1: I don't think I've ever seen the Black Watch. That is... Oh,
3: go look it up on StarNet. You'll see. What yeah, I'm there about. right now.
1: That is pretty uh, a kilt on a mech. Really? You know what even... Alex
3: is thinking right now?
2: He's like, what? He's like, fuck no yeah, problem. fine, It's yeah, a like, good mech in this game. The Highlander should have that too. Damn it! Uh...
1: <laughs> I don't even know how the legs move on that thing. The question well, I have though is, do the mechs that have the kilts wear underwear? I don't think you really want the answer to that question. No, I don't think so. So, with the artwork, I mean, obviously,
2: you're pretty much known across every, everything to do with Battletech and because of your art. You know, when you tackle some of these things, do you use, like, can you go through the process real quick if you are just to, whether to do with MWO or not, just basically use some of your old artwork? Do you take the original? Do you look at it? Do you say, you know, fuck that, that's just, wow, you know, I can't even work with that. What, like, what is the process there? Well,
3: usually I will have... I go to Sarna or Google Images or whatever and I try to find pretty much every picture of the mech or as many pictures as I can of the mech that, you know, look good or don't look good. Just give me as much information as possible. And I usually lay them out in front of me in uh, in Photoshop and usually just start sketching in between all of them. You know, I'll just have all the pictures all over a blank image and just start sketching in the middle of it and start looking at, you know, what what shapes are there that I can kind of build off of, almost. Like, um, I don't know how to put it. Like, taking shapes that are already there and finding ways of making it look, like, better or aesthetically pleasing. Or, like, making shapes that don't make sense and trying to, like, modify them a little bit so that they do. Like hips that don't make sense or knees that don't make sense or stuff that would clip into its own body just standing up
1: which is the case with a lot of that original artwork yeah
3: yeah yeah so yeah so i I just study the original stuff and i just start sketching in just black and white usually or maybe sometimes gray depending on the mood that i'm in and um, (laughs) ever is it
1: ever blue i hope not
3: sometimes i'll start sketching in color rarely i don't know but um yeah, I, I just start coming out with really rough sketches to get the proportions that I want, and usually, in, in, in the case of a lot of the stuff that I used to post on on 4chan's TG threads, uh, it usually just stopped there. It was just you know really rough doodle. Beyond that, I you know I have to start getting it more refined. I start cleaning up all the edges, starting starting to really define you know what that squiggle in the corner you know actually is. You know, getting all the lines down and all the parts and all the little bits and uh, out of all, know, out of all the original TRO,
2: TRO artwork, what is your favorite? Uh, you know, do you have it? Or do you have a favorite of
3: the original? Favorite like original mech in terms yeah. of
1: using original it or TRO artwork? art.
3: Oh, original TRO art. Hmm. Good question.
1: You know, it, it, for me, that uh, that original thirty twenty five. Uh, TRO It's just—I I think it's a classic. I mean, obviously, some hideous work in there, but there's just <laughs> something about it that is a classic and iconic. And uh, yeah, I, I loved that particular.
3: Yeah, I mean that was that was a good book. That was—I uh, think I still have the. That was the first TRO I ever bought, and I still have it with me. It's right next to me right now, actually. All right, same so, here. I'd have to say it's probably still the Atlas. I don't know why it just kind of captures the imagination and. There's so many different ways of drawing it. Um, it's just a fun mech to draw. I don't know why. Probably that huge skull and the fact that you can make it do funny things. <laughs> yeah, probably the
2: Atlas. <laughs> I was going to say, you're sort of known for your uh, Atlas smashing and shooting... What, what are they? Uh, furries? The furries?
3: <laughs> yeah, the furries on uh, DeviantArt. Oh, uh, yes.
2: I, I
1: love that, that picture. picture.
3: I think <laughs> someone turned it into a into an animated GIF, actually. Nice.
2: Now, with your artwork and, I mean, you're sort of the famous, hey, oh, my God, it's FD, uh, how did you get involved with Piranha? Like, did they, obviously, I'm assuming they called you up and were like, hey, we're going to make a mech game, and you were like, whatever, you know, right. Uh, I mean, how did did that go on?
3: That's a funny story, actually. Um, I was literally one week from sending them my resume and they ended up emailing me first like I was putting together my resume because I was like man I need to get involved on this project (laughs) let me put all my stuff together and then the next day I find an email in my inbox that like I forget what I think it was like the middle of the night when I checked my inbox and I just see Brian Ekman what? it was like you know do you want to work with us on Mech Warrior, blah blah blah, something something, and I'm just like jumping out of my chair, going woohoo, woohoo, calling all my <laughs> friends. So
2: that was actually yeah, my next feeling.
3: question: is if you danced around like a little
2: schoolgirl, like I would be, um, you know?
1: Like you would oh, be? Yeah. You mean like you do every night? Shh, That's oh, the 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 secrets,
2: <laughs> Darren. We don't seriously see what crap, happens dude. when I
1: start drinking. It's hard for me to uh, keep yeah, whatever, secrets.
2: whatever. Um, Unit, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, obviously, what was that process like? I mean, did they fly you up there? Did you work from home for a little bit? Like, obviously, you're in Vancouver right
3: now. What's
2: going on he, with that? He
1: had to walk, and it is a fucking long walk <laughs> from Miami.
3: Boy, are my legs tired. No, um, not for about, let's see, from, I want to say from August till early February, I was working from home in Miami, and by that point, all of the... Uh, All the work visa paperwork was done, and, yep, just packed some bags and moved up here. (sighs) Ah, the life.
2: (laughs) So, how do you like Vancouver? Is that that a pretty awesome place?
3: I heard snowboarding and skiing, if you're into that. Unfortunately, coming from a uh, Miami, Florida climate, I have no snow skills whatsoever, but uh, it's pretty mild up here, actually. Uh, it's not too, not too bad. A lot of, and there's like a restaurant every five feet, so
2: it's mm, there's pretty cool. So
1: much good food up there.
3: I have gained weight. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you have an explanation. Uh, yeah, yeah. What All right, you saying? So nothing, man. I mean, mm-hmm. look, it happens. Your metabolism slows down. <laughs> I, you know, here it's natural. It's okay. I accept you for who you are. Thank you, Phil okay so when you started like can you walk us through and we've seen a lot of your artwork when it comes to mwo you can see all the sketches and stuff but no one really knows Uh, let's take the atlas for example we we saw a lot of black line art and stuff how many iterations of designs do you actually do before they're like yep yep that's it that's the one we want and then or do you go through like you do 20 of them and you pick the best three like how the hell does that work? Like, how how do you wrap around which one looks better, or is it sort of like a collective thing, or does Brian just say, "No, no,
3: that's it, you're done"? Uh, it actually depends on the mech. Um, early on, when I was still working from home, uh, I'd usually be sending off like uh, a dozen or more, sometimes like between half a dozen to a dozen or more uh, sketches to uh, to Dennis, better. the art director, and he would. You know, come back with, with the feedback. You know, you can see that thing. It, there's an article of it on uh, Penny Arcade. Yeah. yeah. Um, that pretty much details how that was working um, at the time. But since I moved up here, it's been like a whole lot more of a direct process. So the multitude of sketches just aren't quite necessary. It usually comes down to I start like a handful of sketches and we just kind of banter back and forth over you know what he's responding to what I respond to you know any concerns about like how it might work and I just kind of just keep building off the same sketch until uh, completion actually I just keep modifying it as I go along
2: I was gonna say what what out of all the mechs that have been released so far you know which one has been the most difficult as far as redesigning from you know taking the original designs and bringing it I'm gonna have to give you props by the way the Highlander Mm -hmm. and its legs Have given me a headache and a migraine for the past like (laughs) how many years? Like I'm like, how the hell did these people draw this? Like it it can't walk. Where, what, how? Like,
0: what the hell?
2: You know what the hell? Like you got paid to do this? Like seriously? Sorry, rant over.
3: (laughs) No, that's fine. Um, there's there's been certain not so much mechs themselves, but certain parts of mechs that have been design nightmares. Um. The Highlander's head, for instance, I drew that thing over so many times because the first iteration was like, yeah, it looked like the classic big TV box kind of thing, but it looked like really dated and 70s, so I kept redrawing it over and over, the glass at different angles, different types of uh, of like reinforcements around the glass and everything, different kinds of hoods iterating that over and over and over again until we finally like went with that one um, the commando was one that got like redone a whole bunch of times like originally it had like a more it had like a more sunken cockpit and whatnot. but they wanted like cause originally it was um, they wanted to get away from the overly humanoid look but then it stopped looking like a commando so now I had to go back and put the humanoid look back in so it looked like a proper commando. Um, I was gonna say we're gonna have to bug Garth and and see if we
2: can get some of these like, you know, sketches that you know maybe like a book you know at the end of this whole process where you guys can, hey, this is all the you know work FD did. I think that would be really sweet, uh, or maybe just on, what would be killer online.
1: You know, like they used to have this for, the good Star Wars movies. But basically like a sketchbook that shows the finished product, but also all the work that went into, which was just usually black and white sketches, getting up to that finished product. So you'd see some really wacky concepts where you could see little hints of the final product. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're, we're totally throwing our vote in for some kind of uh, coffee table <laughs> book or something. We will buy it. I know tons of people will buy it.
3: Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I'd be down for that, but not
2: in my hands. Oh, so do you have any artists that have inspired like I don't really know the guys in the past who did the TRO, TRO artwork um, I'm assuming you might have talked to them maybe there's been some collaboration with Catalyst and all that are there any guys that have helped you out to, to get where you are right now uh, well
3: I gotta give props for to uh, Dwayne Luce for all the you know old line art that I was drawn off of from way back in the day also like Doug Chaffee with the uh, the covers that he did, like pretty much like most of all the BattleTech covers that look amazing are because of him, uh, and so yeah, that was that was a massive inspiration. Well, and so you're um, saying
2: I just told that Doug guy that his drawing sucked on live? Did I, did I just do that? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't <laughs> I'm know. not going to redact
3: that. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Doug, I'm sorry. Well.
1: Just keep in mind, Doug, that he's been drinking a lot.
3: Uh, Doug Chaffee kind of died like a year and a half oh, ago
2: or well, so, great, so. Thanks. Oh, shit. I'm
3: a dick now. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> well,
1: that's a new low for the show. Yeah, no cheese. We're sitting here making fun of a dead guy. <laughs> Thank God for editing.
2: <laughs> with all the mech designs that are public, which one is the favorite that you've done so far for MWO? What is your favorite thing?
3: Be careful uh, with what you choose. Oh, man. Be very careful. Oh man! Um, Driving-wise or art-wise? Art-wise. Art-wise. Um, Wait. Driving. Mm, well, actually, using it or just oh, aesthetics gotcha. of it? No,
1: just a piece of uh, work that you created. What's your favorite? What's like the one that, if you were to, you know, say this is the the best I've done the, or my favorite that I've worked on of the of course of what's been released already that we know about.
3: Um, I'll say the Stalker. I really do like the way that uh, that it looks. It just looks like a big, scary, well.
1: Hey, were you a fan of the Stalker in uh, MechWarrior Four?
3: Unfortunately, I think I had, uh, I think I had gotten out of MechWarrior Four before the uh, pack stuff started going in. I think I, uh, I think you I just slowly... remember. The, the one from MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries,
2: right? The giant, you know... Mm, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Phallus-shaped
1: thing <laughs> I, walking I around on like two legs. I the stalker until MechWarrior 4. I thought they did an awesome job with that, and uh, of course, you uh, took it up a few notches with yours, but uh, I agree. It's nice to have a stalker that doesn't look like a dick with legs.
3: Yeah, I never quite liked the, uh, the weird wobbly, falling backwards knees look. I mean, uh... It looked like the knees went either way on the on the stalker, and it always looked like it was going to fall backwards. So, yeah, ha- giving it reverse joints just made more
1: sense. Phil, what is your favorite mech that he's done? Mm, I mean, um, I'm, I'm thinking Centurion, but are you going to surprise me? I'm, uh, recently? No, just of all the ones that have been released.
2: Okay. Um, actually, I do like the Centurion um, the most, um, especially since they finally actually put a sort of a material on it that's green. It wasn't just this just just whatever, I don't know, it was like a gunmetal. You I like the skin better. But I will say I really do love the hunchback. Uh, just the stock hunchback too. The color it has that green with the like orange pinstriping and stuff. I it's a toss up man. It's either the Centurion or the hunchback. And until something else comes out that can sort of, you know, dethrone those, those are it for me. But then again I like being a little bit faster uh, max as well. So I don't know if the the Atlas, yeah, it's cool, but I just, just don't, it's not me.
3: Because, yeah, I was going to say uh, driving wise, it's always, it's kind of been since the, uh, since I started doing like beta, like playing in the beta and everything. For me, it's just the, uh, it's usually the Hunchback or the Centurion for me. I just like 50 Tonners. I don't know why. I was going to say, I actually got to see a video
2: of you, and you mentioned this before the show. Uh, I think it was Clan Snow Raven was in a match, and they were in a group, and they basically selected everyone else was dead on the other team except you. They had legged you, they took off your arms, took off your torsos, and of course, they're all laughing. How rude. Oh, dude, it was... A part of me was like I wanted to reach through the screen and like slap him for being rude, but on the other flip side, <laughs> I was like, oh, "They found F. D. and they got him." <laughs>
1: yeah, I have yeah. to say, my favorite, and this is very difficult to pick because, uh, you know, obviously Phil and I are both huge fans of your work and have been uh, before you were even with Piranha. But I think my favorite, and I, and it came down really to the uh, to the i I'm um, going to the page here, the Cataphract. And the Catapult. And I think, while I like all of them, I'm going to go with the Catapult. Because it is, again, one of the uh, classics and iconic. And there's just something so fucking badass about your version. It just feels armored and tough and mean. I love it. Oh, thanks.
2: I was going to say, if it was big and hairy and...
1: Then it wouldn't (laughs) be a mech, would it?
3: Sasquatch? I think that's also a mech. It might be. Maybe. should be. One of the Solaris ones, I think.
2: <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously, FD, there's a ton of other artists out there. I mean, we've worked with Anthony uh, Shimmering Sword. We, we work with uh, him on a constant basis, actually. Uh, which, by the way, uh, give a quick shout-out to Shimmering Sword. Thank you for redoing our logo, man. You were awesome. And by the way, if you haven't seen, he's redone it. There's no more uh, hollow point rounds. We never understood that in the original artwork at uh,
1: so anyways. so cheers <laughs> to you, everybody. Uh, lift your glass to Shimmering Sword. Yes,
2: yeah, so I we'll Unit, unit,
1: unit, unit. So I think what he was going to ask, uh, let him. I'll let him drink his beer. There is uh, with all these artists that are out there, and there's kind of been this resurgence of, uh, in, at least in my opinion, BattleTech Mech Warrior, uh, Mech art in general. Um, do you have any favorite artists out there now, or people that you follow uh, and enjoy?
3: Yeah, uh, I would say it's a toss-up between uh, David White and uh,
1: Shimmering Sword. That is awesome. You know we're going to have David on uh, on our show soon.
3: Oh, awesome. I ran into him uh, just last Gen Con.
1: I saw that picture.
3: <laughs> Standing yeah, by the Battletech pods.
2: Yes. Yeah, he's he's pretty awesome. It'll actually be pretty cool having him on the show. I mean, all these artists that, I mean, have had a huge influence obviously in Battletech and MechWarrior and now are able to sit down and actually meet you guys, it's so awesome, you know um, so what advice we're not worthy <laughs> oh, actually, I was just thinking about that <laughs> I knew you were what advice do you have for other artists out there that are are trying to maybe get into just doing mecha art
1: Or I think general? his answer is you just gotta fall into it, you know, right that's how it happened to yeah, you
3: that's, yeah, pretty much, I, I kinda stumbled and flailed my way into it by just luck and accident but um like, I, I'll I'll say what uh, David White told me, actually. He was talking to, I forget which artist, he had mentioned how, you know, he was telling this artist that, you know, he happens to have this obsession with drawing mechs and everything, and the artist had told him, you know, it's there's nothing wrong with that, you know, it, it's it's not really an obsession, it's more of you have a passion for it, you know, and you should do what you have a passion for, so if you really like drawing mechs you know just pursue the hell out of it just keep drawing more of them keep trying to improve yourself at them and eventually you'll find someone that likes what you do and uh we'll start paying you for it i guess
1: it's kind of a, a almost our story we like talking about mechs obviously we can't draw or shit but we like talking about it and here we are yeah i yeah. can't
3: draw
2: them i can pilot them pretty good uh, i'd like to think but i you know can't draw you know,
1: just doesn't well, that, that is good <laughs> advice just work hard follow your passions and get yourself some luck and some accidents and there you go
2: yep so so i'm assuming we'll be seeing more of your artwork in the near future and more designs coming out and obviously you've already confirmed that you're working on mechs that that's nice to know (laughs) um do you also work on the environmental assets as well like concepts or are you strictly just mechs
3: i'm primarily mechs although i do sometimes help out in uh some of the texture stuff for the mechs like um sometimes the skins or whatever uh, I sometimes help out in those sometimes I do do concepts for certain environmental props if, uh, if say you know the priority is on those for the time being then I immediately end up going back to mechs again so that's pretty much my forte there I don't blame you alright one
2: last question for you FD what is your favorite battle mech in
3: BattleTech? Oh, man. You know what? I'll say the, uh, just because, you know, as a shout out to uh, Battle Pope, I guess I'll have to say the uh, that Arrow 4 urban mech that nuked the Killhounds. Of course you would would say the urban mech. Of course you would.
2: You're you're one of those. (laughs) George is going to love to hear that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Every single listener of this podcast, it's it's like the Brony Club. It's like urban... I, don't, I just don't Urban mechs with
1: the new ponies, yes. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't. We want to thank you for being on the show, and we especially want to thank Prana for allowing you to take this time to be on the show. And, uh, you know, it's been something we've been looking forward to doing, talking to you and getting more info about you. So we really appreciate you taking out the, the time to do that today.
3: No problem. i uh, love to be here. The feeling is mutual.
2: Well, we will definitely be in contact with you and have you on future shows, even our normal podcast. And we'd love to, we'd love to have you on again. So uh, whenever you can get time, try to schedule that in. All right, cool. Thank you very much. Awesome. And again, guys, thank you so much for supporting this podcast uh, and as well as our normal podcast. We're up to eight hundred and forty-seven likes on Facebook. So again, I know some of you guys don't like Facebook. Maybe if you could just look past it and just. You know, do it for on there. us we had a dude like uh, Darren said yesterday hasn't used Facebook for three years went on there just registered just for the NGNG awesome thank you and again if you don't like it just go to our website register on there and then that way you guys can you know be a part of the community votes and community questions and you can post questions for uh, people like uh, Flying debris, and we can possibly even get you answers who knows I mean even Garth so they're right there for you so appreciate you guys supporting us Again, all of our staff members, and especially Darren, because he's doing all this editing back to back. And uh, one little quick message for whoever did the timer for Darren. <laughs> that was hilarious. hilarious yes, hours. and I
1: failed. I failed you and your timer. Uh, I will try and not let that ever happen again. I'm sorry.
2: This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechs, Devs, and Beer podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. Until next time, Mech Warriors. <laughs>
1: get out of here Phil you're paying for the drinks right